I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there, join the militia. After being down 59-43 to with 16, just over 16 minutes left to go in the game, uh, Richmond would come off the bench to help chip away at a 16-point deficit, helping the Orange to the eventual 107-96 win over Buffalo. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you in fan feedback. And the 4-2 and two Fighting Irish will head to an empty dome to take on the 6-1 and one Orange this Tuesday. Uh, we'll let you know what we think. I saw that game slated for 7 o'clock and 12 o'clock. It's 7 o'clock, right? Yeah, 7 o'clock. All right. Good. That's where it's at. Good, good, good. A little bit of Syracuse football news. Joe Melifuanu, he's going to declare for the – or he did declare for the uh, 2021 draft. So he, yep. he will try to make his way to the NFL, and we wish him luck. That's kind of a, that's kind of a little bit of a hit uh, for us. But um, yeah. we did get – what do you think? No. I thought I, I I can understand. I don't think he really has anything else to prove. Yeah. But um, if he wanted to stay for, I didn't see it coming. But I can understand. I didn't either. Um, but I get it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Garrett Schrader, we talked about him a while back. It was either right after football started or right before it started. Uh, transfer from Mississippi State. He comes from Charlotte. He was a four-star recruit by Rivals, according to Rivals and ESPN, as reported by uh, Noon's Magician. He was ranked seventh best dual uh, threat quarterback in 247's composite rankings. He's going to have three years of eligibility remaining. Not sure if he'll become immediately el- eligible because of the NCA rules. Uh, they're still reviewing the free transfer process for 2021. But Joe... No, if that doesn't happen, I swear. Well, you'd think, though, because he was recruited as a quarterback and they switched him to wide receiver, his reason for leaving is because he wants to play quarterback. Right. You, you would think, During a year of COVID as well, right? Right. And so you would think that, they, that he would be granted that waiver. Like, what would hold that up? I mean, it mm. wouldn't surprise me, but I'm just saying. He, he's not right. playing the pl- position he was recruited for. He wants to play quarterback, yeah. not wide receiver. Well, so. in, his, in his numbers, his uh, freshman year really wasn't that bad. But another, And that's the other thing is another coach recruited him. Uh, he played his freshman year. He started some games, um, looked like he gained some momentum. Then the coach got fired, brought in Mike Leach, who's mainly air raid. So he wants a, you know, a pocket quarterback, someone who can throw the ball down the field. And I'm not saying this guy can't, but dual threat, um, you know, he rushed for six touchdowns. Yeah. 500 plus yards um, is a freshman. So, yep. Uh, he came in, changed the, changed the quarterback and actually they moved him to receiver. And so when you talk about the fact of not having the same coach that recruited you on top of the fact of another coach that's trying to move you to another position because you don't fit his, his system in the position that you want to play. Uh, so yeah, I think that that's a hundred percent grounds to be able to get that waiver, uh, accepted anyway. Um, on top of the fact that it's COVID year and everything like that, you know, the only thing that might hurt him is 
the fact that he did um, play four games this year. So, yeah, but well, it's, a, it's a good get. Good get. Yeah, I feel like it was good. Him. We we talked about him when it, you know it first became known that he was wanting to transfer. Syracuse was looking into him, and he played ten games. Well, he played quarterback in ten games. I think he started four of them. Threw for 1,170 yards. You mentioned the six rushing touchdowns for 587 yards, eight passing TDs, but he also had five interceptions. But he is a true freshman. Yeah, I know. He is a he's a dual threat guy and and someone that can uh, create, you know, with his feet. Yeah. So anyway, and which is would be that which would be works nice in this system, right? <laughs> yeah, so. exactly. Again, uh, we got a good a guy that came in. He when he was ranked, he was a four star. He a lot of good teams were going after him. I think he was rated seventh best dual threat quarterback or something. So uh, that's a good get for us. Um, even if he doesn't end up uh, starting, um, he's going to give DeVito a run for his a money, run. right? Yeah, There's com- going to be a quarterback competition for com- sure. Competition breeds success. Mm. That's kind of what we've been missing and past two years, really, honestly. Well, in that and, position, yeah. Yeah, in that position, sure. And and so, you know, it's going to be nice to see. You know, you got um, Justin Lampson's coming in and um, mm-hmm. all that. So we're going to have some, a little Still bit of Still got Morgan and Markowitz, so, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, let's hear what Coach had to say after the win against Buffalo. No, they have a really, really good team. They didn't have their two big guys early. Uh, you know, Mabala, Mabala didn't play early at 27 tonight. Um, they had a really, really good team. Uh, we had to, you know, try to get more action, more activity. I've been trying to get Allen to get to the offensive boards, and he made two or three huge plays on the offensive glass when we needed him. There were a lot of plays. I mean, Quincy's three was big. We had the lead at the end, and we didn't get up on the three-point shooter. But, uh, you know, to their credit, they made it. And then Allen's block is one of the best plays I've ever seen in here. That was an incredible play. Saved the game. When you say that Joe didn't have it tonight, um, is there something to the idea of starting him, you know, seeing if this shot is falling? No. No. Thought mischaracterizing that? Completely. Can you elaborate on how you view that position right now? Well, what did Joe have the last game? I think 17. 21? 21. Yeah. 21 points? Yeah, I think so. Are you going to change because of one game? No, I'm not. I'm just... I'm just well, let me explain this to you. We've got three guards, and we're going to use all three. All right? Got it. Got it? <laughs> it's good to have three guards. I would have gone back with Joe, but Buddy got going, and then Kadari was going. So, you know, you go with the players that are playing the best. That doesn't mean anything. That just means those guys are playing the best. It's painfully obvious that we need a little physical presence inside. Mabala's a good player, but he's averaging eight points a game. He had 27. Uh, A lot of Jonathan's points were in the lane. Um, So I think it's important that you know we get through this next game and hope that Barama can come back we're hoping the end of the month we don't know but we do need some more physicality there the coach montage brought to us by a title sponsor here for Q's militia and armchair media that is bet online you may not be able to get to a game this year, but you can still get in on all the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching and props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head to Bet Online today. Use the promo code Armchair to take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Thank you, Bet Online. All right. Everything's in full swing over there. Head over there. Check out the props. Sign up. Sign up and check it out. It costs nothing to do that. So, thank you, Ben Online. All right. So, Joe, the good, the bad, the ugly. Uh, the, uh, The good, obviously, the play of the game. You heard Coach talk about it. Griffin with the block from behind, saving uh, the game, obviously, allowing this game to end at 87-87 in regulation, heading to overtime. Griffin, great bounce-back game for him. He had an awful game against Northeastern, as we know, and he just came out and did everything that Coach criticized. 
him for. It seemed like, you know, you and I talk, you mentioned he took some bad shots. Right. Yes, but he was crashing the boards and doing the things he needed to do. Uh, with another double-double, 8 for 14 from the field, 24 points and 10 rebounds. Gary A., I mean, what can you say? 27 points, 11, rebound, or 11 rebounds. Kadari Richmond, he also played part in turning the tide for the Orange after being down by 16. 13 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, and 3 blocks. Syracuse went into halftime minus 4 on the boards, and they end up at the end of the game plus 3. So that's good. 46 to 43. The bad, obviously, there's not a whole lot you can take away or you can do about this. You can only manage it to a certain extent, stop the bleeding. But the physical bigs are going to have a field day down low until Sadibi comes back. And even when he comes back, really, you need him in full game rhythm. Uh, Joe Girard was just flat, uh, just not able to do anything, going one for six from the floor, 0 for three from distance. And um, how many points do you have? Two? Two points mm. in 16 minutes. Uh, Syracuse, yeah. uh, also bad. Syracuse was over seven from three at the half. That's bad. The ugly, I'm just going to put these three-point shooting in the ugly because – I know we can do better. It's two games in a row where we just absolutely struggled from behind the arc. Uh, three for 19, 15.8% against Buffalo. Five for 37. Five for 37. 13.5% in the last two games. So, just not great. Yep. But, um, Joe, we, we scraped one out. It was a great game. I think yeah. I think that uh, we saw we saw we saw some resilience and we overcome some adversity and we've we, you know I don't think Buffalo is a slouch either so you know no. a decent team but we're gonna struggle down low that's obviously going to be our Achilles heel until Sadibi comes back and it's going to look something like this until we get it fixed. Yeah. Well, it's, this year is going to be weird just because you don't – even when I was speaking in the preview about uh, Buffalo, there's so many guys that like what Coach alluded to in his mind, in, uh, in his presser like, that just haven't played, whether it was injury or whether it was uh, COVID, quarantine stuff. But so many teams just have canceled games, canceled practices, people's uh, – staffs out, staffs out, like coaches are out, players are out. So every team is going to be a little different. It's going to be hard to decipher, but um, – yeah, this is um, really two games in a row now where we really just dug deep and had to do what we had to do to get the W. Um, last year and even years in the past, I think we've, especially last year, relied way too much on three points and three pointers. And yeah. I think that's just what teams are doing now. Oh, they see Joe Girard, Buddy Bayheim, Alan Griffin out there. Okay, we're going to play him for the, we're going to stop him from the three, force them to score in different ways, in which last year, um, it looked like they struggled other than Elijah to be able to score in other ways other than the three point shot. So um, this is two games now in a row where we shot poorly from the three point line and we just stopped forcing it, stopped doing it and took what they gave us and went to the line 42 times to get 32 points and did what we had to do to, again, scrape and claw and, and you know, get back into the game. Um this year we have a couple of different situations um, that we didn't last year. I mean, we have a guy like Kadari Richmond that can come in and and, and uh, spell either Gerard or Beheim if they're not really playing that well. And um, Quincy Garrier, he looks healthy. He looks healed from whatever was going on. Uh, he's hitting threes. Uh, he just looks unstoppable out there. And, um, you know, Dolja is still doing his thing. So can't wait till uh, Sadibi comes back to get that anchor back and kind of help a little bit more with the depth but i'm liking what i'm seeing and uh even though they're close games against teams that you traditionally wouldn't think would give us good games uh minus buffalo because they have been good um we've scraped out the wins and again like you said it's just resilience and the, the w's a w yeah uh syracuse 59 percent from two is mm-hmm. excellent you mentioned getting to the line 32 of 42, scoring those points there. And when, you, when you're not hitting three, the, you know, you just, all you got to do is look at the, the, well, Ken Palm's box score breaks it down a little tiny bit differently, but the, he gives you the percentages from two and three and doesn't put them together. But if you look at um, Quincy's stats, nine for 12 from the line, feeding Quincy down low. I mean, he's an animal down there. He's getting to the line. He's, he's a decent free throw shooter. And that's got to be your strategy. I mean, honestly, until if shots aren't dropping, there's the in Buddy too, dude. Buddy, 
um, he did good inside there too. Eight for 19. Yeah. So, you know, he, oh, did, yeah. he didn't just hook up the three ball all day. He went 0 for 5 and then just decided, you know what, this isn't working. And some of those little mid, mid-range jumpers and things like that were falling for them, and, and that's, where they were, that's where they were getting paid. So, you know. Well, that's, again, we've talked about it, is that's what's having – that's what's good about having different people that – and you have different various ways of scoring. Um, if Mark has got a mismatch, which he did in certain instances, then he's going to be able to score – uh, and the ways that he scores. And Quincy uh, was killing it down low and then, you know, went outside and hit a couple threes. Um, Joe, I mean, Buddy, same thing. You know, usually everyone thinks a three-pointer shot, like three-point shot, you know, mid-range, you know, just pull-up jump shot. But he realized that Buffalo was playing three yards and he had a little bit of a height advantage. So he drove his guy down into the middle of the lane and just did a little fadeaway jumper and hit a bunch of those. So um, we did what we had to do, um, and again, you can see Alan Griffin, even when he doesn't hit his shots, just him hustling, I think. Obviously, Bayheim, whatever he did, he lit a, a fire up. You know, I know he didn't shoot well in the first half and it looked like he kind of forced up a couple shots to try to get something going, but just his hustle alone, you saw the tip-ins and um, started getting fired up. The other team started chirping, so it got him a little bit more fired up, him and Kadari. So, um Alan Griffin, you know, he, you don't have to hit jumpers. It's a perfect example of what you can do when you just uh, just try. When you just put in the effort, even when you're not shooting great, you go up there and you get little tip-ins and a bunch of rebounds, and that block at the end was the, ridiculous. I mean, the so. block was ridiculous. He had a put-back dunk that was ridiculous. I mean, yep. he does all those little things down there, which is goes to explain Coach's frustration in the last game when he was just posting up looking for, you know, a three-point shot, and that's why he got yanked. Because well, obviously, yeah. <laughs> obviously... Well, and Coach, that's what he said in the press yeah, He's like, you're too, yeah. you're too good of a player to play like this. Yeah. Go out there, and, and, and that just proves, this past game just proves what he can bring to the table, even if he's not hitting his jumper. Yeah. And then you saw he got he got confident, and then in overtime, or was it overtime he hit a three? He hit a three in overtime, I believe so. Yeah. Yep. He, I know he hit a three, so He did, he hit way, one, and Quincy hit two. Yeah, Still really so. bad from three, and you 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 know if Buddy's going zero for five, that's when I mean I don't know you know a shooter's going to know when to stop I guess right, you got to leave it up to him. But when Joe's out there and he's not scoring, he's not really doing some of those little things though. Unfortunately, that really can make a difference sometimes. So for right. Joe's role, dude, you've explained it the best that I've heard, and even I've not even really seen too many people writing about it. Is that he's just a second? He's the he's the shooting guard. Okay, he needs to be facilitated to. He needs to be play that role. I mean, he's not going to be the guy all the time. And he had six steals last game. Uh, I think you can contribute some of that to Northeastern's sloppy passing. But you know, he was active in there. But if he's not going to be active in there, he was also scoring points though. So yeah, you know what I'm well, saying. That's, I guess, but that's what Bayheim's argument was. You know, in in the little montage that you said where he was getting angry, it's like. We got three guards that can play, and right. that's kind of and what happens on a basketball on a basketball team where you have certain depth and um, you got options. Um, and some players, you know, we know what Joe can do good. We know what can, what Kadari can do good. Uh, when Joe was doing what he was doing against Northeastern, we didn't need Kadari to come in, but he came in for Buddy because Buddy was not having really a good game, right? So, or Allen. And, and when Joe know, was and, playing but, good, um, Allen sat, switched Buddy over to the wing, keep right. Kadari and Joe at the top, and that worked out mm-hmm. good too. He, you right. know, you can have all three of them in there. So right. So and, Kadari doesn't have to start. Joe's had a year of experience, and he's probably still going to start Joe. But right. does that mean that Joe's not going to get yanked in the first five minutes if he's not doing his thing or whatever? I mean, that that's just what's going to happen. He's going to play the best guy, and and just like any other sport, certain teams. I mean, it's all about matchups. Certain teams match up better with other with other teams, and some players just naturally have a good matchup against a good team versus another player that doesn't. So, I mean, it's just, it's the same thing in every other sport. So there's going to be days where Joe does what he does, like uh, against Northeastern. And then there's going to be days like this. And then it's, you know, thank goodness we have somebody like Kadari to come off the bench and, you know, still be able to be able to, you know, come in and fill fill the gap, flatten the curve, so to speak. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. It's time to hear from you. Time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you know what to do at the end of every game. 
We'll ask for your thoughts on the game. You leave them. Sometimes we choose them at random. Sometimes we read them. Bring them on here. Talk about them. Looking for the best of the best. Okay. See what we can get. All right. Right, Joe? Yeah, we'll try. Yeah. At FreeBeers77, I chose this strictly for the name. I don't even know what he says. He says, though, I don't really care who starts each game, but Richmond should absolutely get 70% of the minutes at the point. Let Joe get comfortable again as the shooter in the two spot. There you go. He just does not seem to like one of those. He just does not seem like one of those guards who can make that leap from two to one. Well, we, we kind of just covered this. Had I known we were going to, I wouldn't have really brought it up. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's his, that's his role. That's what he did in high school, too. You know, really, he was a scorer. He scored. Yeah. He, he was a, a men amongst boys there, though. It was a totally different ball game. And, yeah. you know, this is, you know, I, I don't think it's the speed of the game, but I do think it's, it's just you're playing against more athletic guys. I mean, he's getting – I think he's getting, um, you know, it's a kind no, of – Some I of see, it's some speed, of it's a, some some of it's speed but I think and... it's size, and also I think a lot of it is confidence at this point. So it seems to be, you know, and as we go on, you know, we'll see how Joe develops. And I'm not really that worried about it. At Q's Waterboy, I believe Sean's Raiders said it best. Just win, baby. That's right. That was the late. I knew you were going to pick that one. The late, great Al Davis. Yes. Why wouldn't I? They're not. The Raiders aren't winning. Someone's got to. <laughs> Jeez. Here we go. At Tony Staffieri on Twitter. Buy, sell, or hold, Joe. I like this. Oh, boy. I like this. Bayheim won't think twice about going back to JG3 at the point against Notre Dame despite Richmond's great 20 minutes in the comeback. Imagine Gri- Griffin's block. This is separate. Imagine Griffin's block with 20,000 people in the dome. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. whole game, there was so much. There was so much for those fans to go nuts about in that game. That would have been a great game. For oh, the my gosh. Just in the, during the comeback. I mean, I mean... You know, we'll never know what kind of impact fans would have had in that game when they started to mount that comeback, which sucks. But you got to imagine it happens quicker. The press, I think, works better when there's fans there and you start to mount a comeback. I mean, there's so many factors the fans can play into during a game like that. When you're down 16, you start to come back. It sucks. It sucks. Let's do this. How many people are allowed in Home Depot on the weekend? I don't know. How many? Maybe, maybe 500? I don't know. It seems like a thousand. <laughs> Not at one time. They do a maximum capacity. Yeah, at this I know. Point, but. Uh, but let's take that number or the big box stores. Let's take that number and allow, have the dome, you know, be filled with a few hundred. I mean, it's, it sucks. I can't wait for fans to get back there, and that would be huge. All right, buy, sell, or hold, Joe. Bayheim. No, the worst part about that, sorry, just to, before you get in there, is that I imagine that. There's got to be a certain capacity of people that show up for it to be, make it even really worth the dome opening up, right? I mean, well, I hear the argument that, well, you know, we don't want people in there drinking and you know this and that. Okay, don't serve alcohol. Okay, right. all right. Wear your mask. Put your face diaper on. Go social distance up in the stands. I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> buy, yeah. buy, right. buy, sell, or hold, Joe. I'm buying. You're buying, I'm buying. I'm buying. Uh, like it, I said, he, I just Joe I don't starts, see. right? Yeah, he's going to start. But again, Kadari is ready to go. You know? Yeah, he's ready to go and he can come in He's anytime, warm in the bullpen That's at right. any moment. All the time. At ZW Rodburn, scoring 107 points, shooting under 16% from deep is extremely encouraging. Love to see that mid-range and dri- and driving style they developed. Press changed the pace of the game and got everyone energized. Kadari, Quincy, and Mark continue to impress. Encouraging start. So, yeah, like like we were saying, uh, they shot 16% or less than six. Was it 15.8 or something like that from three, mm-hmm. But which is Who's awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, uh, which is awful. But they did shoot, like I said, they shot 59% from two, which is really good. Right. 33 for 56 inside there. I know at one point, I know at one point, um, Buffalo was like 50 something points in the paint against us. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can. Yeah, rebounding was close. Yeah, it was. We we were plus plus three at the end of the day there, but we were negative. But there was really, I think turnovers was good when Buffalo really came out 
and first mounted that lead. They weren't turning the ball over. They ended up with 17 and we only ended up with nine single digits and we played in overtime. So that's pretty good. That's, that's an improvement. And then we had 10 blocks to their one, eh, eight steals to their five. So all those other things, um, Kadari, man, I know, uh, being able to, 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 um, to Zach's point though, being able to score inside when you're not, hitting three-pointers is another thing that we really didn't have a whole lot of last year. Mm-hmm. And the way Kadari can get in there and he makes, like Coach said, he makes good decisions in there and he facilitates. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard, BMW, the ultimate driving machine. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. 
visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tate's in there, and he got that's how Gary A. got one of his threes, I believe, or was it Allen? Did he kick it back out to Allen? I can't remember, but he had an assist on one of those. Well, and, and that's where, again, I mean, he's a taller guy, but that's where you get that kind of stuff. <laughs> again, you can have these... There's these shorter quarterbacks, right, that are that are good in the league, but there's a lot of short quarterbacks that were good but weren't really successful because they can't see over their line, right? So um, right. a lot of times you get somebody where, I mean, in a situation where Joe is a lot of times playing against, you know, he's got a guy guarding him that's bigger than him. He can't see. Uh, some, sometimes it's not easy. I mean, Kadari can literally pass over his guys almost every single time, right? Or you're bringing a small forward or a shooting guard over to guard him instead of a, a point guard, and then there's some type of. I mean, think about the mismatch that you make that you create when you have the smallest guy in your court is six five, and it's not even the point guard; it's Buddy Beheim. Yeah, I know, right? So you got Buddy, a six five shooting guard, shooting over his guys. You have Kadari Richmond, who could easily see and pass, you know. And that's the thing is that he can see, you know where Quincy's open or where Marek's open and be able to get him them the ball because of his height. So uh, that's just something that we haven't seen. And again, they saw it yet or they said it yesterday. We haven't seen that since Michael Carter Williams. So, yeah, excellent stuff from Kadari for sure on that front. So we will get, do the rest of fan feedback here shortly, but first we got to hear from bat online again. Um, as you know, getting to a game this year is going to be difficult, but you want to make it exciting, you can still do all of the wonderful things online. Go to Bet Online. They're going to go the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coach and props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Head over there today. Bet Online. Use the promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantage of all of the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts, and Fan feedback also brought to you by Manscaped. All right. If you've let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shave for 2021. Get groomed up. Manscaped is here to give you a fresh start in 2021 with their Perfect Package 3.0 that has all of the right tools for the job. Come out of quarantine with clean boys. Thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0, the waterproof and skin safe trimmer will reduce, reduce nicks on your boys. The third generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow you need in 2021. Now, 2020 was awful. So make sure everything below the belt is refreshed and ready for new beginnings in 2021. Make this your New Year's resolution, Manscaped. They even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all of your goodies stored comfortably. Uh, speaking for speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included in our hands down the best underwear you will ever put around your junk. Get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the promo code armchair. What are you waiting for? Get over there, manscaped.com. Promo code armchair. Thank you, Manscaped. All right. Part of me just wants to play this out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Let's get back to fan feedback. At K Nabiwaniak, just like the second game last season where JB switched from Jalen to Joe, I think today was the turning point from Joe to Kadari, and that will work for both players. JG3 can still contribute with shooting and hustle plays on defense, but it's Richmond's time to take over point guard. Joe, 
We kind of just talked about it a little bit. Basically, we already gave our thoughts, actually. So, <laughs> but yep. I mean, just to elaborate, it's it's not going to happen. You know, <laughs> especially when coach gets confronted with that in a presser and he says it's not going to happen. I promise you, Notre Dame's starting lineup is going to include Joe Girard. And, and you Notre know Dame against Notre Dame, right? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that what I said? Well, no, well yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I meant. You know what I meant. Sure. Okay. Don't, mm-hmm. spl- don't split hairs with me, Joe. Okay. I ain't got none to split. <laughs> Not on your head, you don't. You get that neckline cleaned up, though. Oh, God. Here we go with the neckline. Again. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think, like, like we said, I think there's, you know, this is going to get beat until Joe kind of gets into a rhythm. And he's just going to struggle sometimes. And it is what it is. It doesn't mean he loses his starting job. I think Kadari – and and here's the other thing, too, that we talked about with football and – well, with football. When you you just pull someone and change around the starting lineup, like what's that do in the locker room? You know what I mean? I mean, maybe it's not the same for basketball, but it's got to have some – I mean, it's got to have some kind of effect, right? Well, I mean, there's some teams in basketball, with, depending on who they're playing against. If you're playing against a smaller team, some teams will go four guards and sure. just start a forward, and they'll change it up, right? But um, we usually we usually start the same people. And, you know, last year we only had so many people that could play. So, you know, we talked about it last year, I think, at nauseum, where it was like if someone plays bad defense, like who are you going to put in, right? I mean, we have these other guys that can't score, and we need to – those guys to stay in just to get points uh, this year. It's a little bit different. And I think with Kadari emerging as the player that he is, I still don't think he's going to start um, at this point, but I really gives uh, coach a chance to incentivize defense uh, for buddy and for Joe and not really even make it about offense, you know, just go out there and be like, look, if you guys don't play defense from the beginning, I'm bringing in Kadari. Yeah, because because they, he knows that Joe and Buddy they can shoot and they're going to be on or they're going to be off. But then he also he also knows that when you bring in Kadari, Kadari is makes it easier for us to score two point buckets and for people to score in different ways. So yeah, we have different ways of, our, of playing our offense and depending on the matchup and depending on how um, our starters start off playing defense, it's going to depend on who gets the minutes. You know, that's just what it is. Yeah, Jesse, top fan on Facebook. Wow, new top fan status. There we go. Fun game to watch. Quincy and Kadari did a great job getting into the lane. I'm finally happy with Kadari's playing time. It's good to have a true point guard who can do things when their shot isn't falling. Griffin has proven himself. Question, why will Sadibi start? How many minutes will he play? That probably is just alluding to now that Sadibi's been out, all these other players have been able to come up and you know, because we were talking about who's going to start between, you know, Griffin and Gary A when Sadibi was coming in, right? And now, because of how good they both have played, who are you not going to start? Well, he goes on to Once say... Once Sadibi comes back. Right. Well, he goes on to say, Mark is great offensively at the five. I know he gets knocked around a lot, but so did Sadibi last year. You know, I mean, I just think Sadibi's more solid down there. I do personally. Plus, with with just imagine with Sadibi and Mark in. I mean, that's why I would. Right. I mean, that's that's that's. Yeah. Huge. I mean, again, the depth brings options. That's where you can be able to change. If we're playing a smaller team that doesn't have bangers down low, then you know, Doljai could play. He could start the center, and Sadibi can come off the bench. You know, um, give him a little bit of burn and stuff like that. I mean, Sadibi's gonna his emergence of coming back and being healthy is just gonna just gonna give our guys a little bit more rest, so they don't have to play forty minutes, thirty eight minutes. You know, whether yeah. who starts or this or that, I think that's. I mean, Sadibi he hurt his knee, so even when he comes back, he's not gonna be in game shape. He's not gonna be ready to go out there and exactly. start run all those minutes anyway, right? So he's he might come back and because of how everyone else has emerged, then he's probably not gonna start and he's probably gonna get eased in. Um, and then if it gets to a point where we're playing against big teams, then that might be that early sub, right? But well, I think they, right now you're seeing, you know, a starting five that Beheim is comfortable with, and he has a, a bench player in Kadari that can come in and and take over for the guards, and I think he just needs that one bench player for that bottom bottom line, and that's Sidibe once he comes back. So, 
Yeah, and I mean, that's why I keep saying, because we don't know how the recovery is going to be when he does come back, and that's why I've always, like, kind of caveated the game-ready yeah. or, you know, because well, we yeah, don't, we don't know what it's going to be like. Right, you know, exactly. If he, if he broke his arm, I wouldn't expect him to be that out of, that out of cardio shape. You right, know? exactly. Um, but you're nursing but a knee. It's, it's his knee, right. so. And we were talking, and we just speculated that, back to what Coach says in pressers, but... He said it, so I'm going to mention it. We speculated that he'd possibly be back for North Carolina, okay, just counting out the time. But the way Coach was talking was that he could be back for um, Wake Forest um, December 29th. So I don't know. We'll see. But anyway, let's, you know, he, you know, take it for what it's worth. That's what I got out of it. Uh, Steven on Facebook, top fan, Steven, good job. All right. This is a new one, too, I believe. Okay, seriously, Griffin had an excellent comeback game. Absolutely. Kadari showed again, uh, Kadari again showed his value, but this game again displays what seems to be a recruiting failure for SU in not able to be, not being able to or wanting to bring in more experience and ready to play players at the five spot instead of projects, quote unquote. No offense to Frank, John, or Jesse. Well, we know Frank, John, and Jesse are obviously weren't ready to be put into that game. Obviously, so I don't. the 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 center recruiting has been a tough go. I don't think it's because they're not wanting to. It's just been tough. Yeah. And, and and we're just dealing with what we got, right, Joe? It's not like we didn't have any targets. I mean, I remember, um, oh boy, there that that that, um. Hopkins recruited that Stewart. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like we weren't, we haven't been trying to get to him. It's just that right. we haven't gotten them. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Josh, the zone is so far from what it used to be. Ball gets to the point way too easily off the dribble drive, except, et cetera. Teams these days have too many shooters who can make shots from 25 plus feet. Zone is too vulnerable, and they certainly don't recruit the athletes to play man. The game has changed so much in the last five to ten years. Um, once these guys get their it sounds like last week's. Yeah, I know. Once these guys get their, their their you know sea legs out from underneath them, they're they're gonna be better. And we're like we don't even know what it looks like with Sidibe in there yet. We don't know what it looks like with the common. How many different common? You could go Sidibe, Mark, Buddy. Or Allen, buddy, Richmond and Joe. I mean, you. I mean, it's there's so many different combinations. We don't know what they look like yet. So, right. I mean, you can get some seriously good um, zone defense going if you get you know some some of those bigger players in there. Mark obviously, and has been doing all the things that Mark does all the time, which is yep. awesome. Uh, Jake on Facebook, including following. Yeah, but I mean. You kind of take the good with the bad, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean that's what's going to be nice too to have Sadibi come in. You know, if you just you, you can mark it's three. I mean, I was counting; he was at three, four. I'm like, oh my gosh, it was you know it was nerve wracking. It was coming down towards yeah. the end of the game. I think he was at four in overtime, going into overtime. Yeah, he was. Yeah, and I thought he followed out. Yeah, it was close. Yeah. So, uh, Jake on Facebook, a crowd would have helped. Absolutely. Do we practice in the dome? Teams come into this building and shoot lights out. Our guys, Brick City. I don't get it. Um, they, I think they practice in the Mellow Center, right? They don't, they, they don't practice in the dome. They might, they warm up in the dome, but they don't practice there. They practice in the Mellow Center. I have no idea. I'm pretty sure that's where they practice, but you know, the dome, they always said, you know, it's so tough to because it's so because it's like cavernous. It's so vast that, you know, teams that come in aren't used to it, and it used to be a distraction. But I guess those days are over because, uh, you know, the past couple of years people have really haven't had any issues with it. So, anyway, uh, Dan, Buffalo, like some other teams we've played, are way better than casual fans think. So, he's right. And, and you look at you look at Rutgers. They just beat Illinois. They beat Maryland. I mean, they're undefeated right now. And then you look at Bryant, and their only losses to us. 
No, us and someone else, I think. They pay, they played one of those double-header deals, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And they lost one of those. But that's tough going back-to-back games with the same team and pulling them out twice. Um, right. And they've done a couple of those. But Rutgers, like, I mean, they're they're good. Mm-hmm. That's a good Rutgers And it's so team. you don't know who's good at this point in the season. That's no. the problem. Yeah, I know. And we've seen mid-major teams do good in the tournament, Buffalo being one of them. Right. I know that they were a tw- they were a 12 seed a couple years ago, so. Yep. So, anyway, uh, a great win against Buffalo. I think, you know, I think a lot of us were probably going, you know what, this is this is over. Mm-hmm. You, you know, just save face here. And, you know, Kadari Richmond played a huge role in that as just a stud. The dude's a stud. He's a defensive stud. He's an offensive Devin. stud. He's awesome. So, uh, yeah, turn the tide for that. So, all right, Joe. Notre Dame's going to come into the Dome at 7 o'clock, December 22nd, Tuesday. The all-time series sits at 30-22 and 22 in favor of the Orange. We all remember the two contests last year with Notre Dame. Each of these teams got wins on the road in 87 87- 88-87 loss in early January for Syracuse, despite Buddy Beheim scoring 23 points, Gerard with 20 points, and Dolajai with 10 rebounds. And then, two and a half weeks later, an 84-82 win, Hughes with 26 points, a familiar name in Prentice Hub. He leads the Fighting Irish in points per game with 16. So, Joe, two contentious games last year. Gibbs is gone. Um, and that leaves Hub to pick up the slack, man. So, you know, they yep. they just got dropped by, what are they? They got dropped by Duke pretty handily. Pur- Purdue. Purdue, yep. And so they're going to come into. They've played some tough teams. They've played some tough teams. They have. And they're going to come into this game wanting to win. So No, of who, course. Who, who, who doesn't? We, we, meant, we, meant just, we mentioned <laughs> Prentice Hub, and obviously there's a couple other names there. I think the forward there, big guy. Uh, but yeah. Who are, the, who are some of the new guys coming through? Well, again, going through, they're 2-4, and four, and they've lost to Michigan State, Ohio State, Duke, and Purdue. So they've played some good teams, and their two wins are against Detroit and actually, and against Kentucky. So, And I know Kentucky's 1-5, so that's whatever. But you look at the teams that they've played, and those are pretty big-time teams. And they even had a game against Tennessee that got canceled. Tennessee's ranked 13th, but... Um, Notre Dame, there's a lot of uh, familiar names, actually. Looking through a majority of their um, the games, their starters have been um, – their two forwards there, Nate Lazuski and Juwan Durham. Nate, Nate Lazuski's 6'10", can hit threes if he's open. He's hit a couple baseline threes against us in the past. And Juwan Durham, 6'11", guy, uh, he gives us fits, but he has had foul trouble against the zone. So, And this is just history. Uh, you look at their, their – Prentice Hub, you talked about. Um, Cormac Ryan, 6'5 guard that can shoot threes as well. Um, and Dane Goodwin, a 6'6 guard. Uh, all of them are juniors, and Juwan uh, Durham is a senior. So they have that experience. Uh, but a lot of those guys are playing well into the 30 minutes. Um, and uh, they just recently, the past two games, have had a little bit of an emergence with uh, – 6'5", junior, uh, transfer from Santa Clara, Trey Wirtz. Um, in two games played, he's averaging 25 minutes and uh, 18 points a game. So um, he started last game in place of Juwan Durham because uh, I guess it was a size and a matchup situation. But, um, yeah, we're looking at a team that's not going to go that deep, but they do have talent and experience talent. Um, and uh, a lot of these guys can hit threes. Prentice Hub, we've seen before, and uh, Cormac Ryan, Dane Goodwin, and even Trey Wirtz is six eleven for in the two games that he's played. So um, he's got a little bit of height, and they got uh, those guards. Uh, if they get in foul trouble, Nikola uh, Jogo might come in. He's a six eight guard, but um, for the most part, I think we know what we're going to see. We're going to see a gritty team who, like you said, um, is going to want to come in and beat us because of the games that we had last year. The Prentice Hub and with Joe and with all that. So Yeah, handing the um, ball off. Yeah, and they played against a lot of good teams, which, I mean, you know, I said that about Boston College, too, and look what happened. But, um, yeah, these guys are going to play tough. Um, the only thing I'd say is this, this is realistically, I mean, I would probably start out the way that we ended. 
um, be going for twos, getting these guys in foul trouble. Um, I think that we're overall taller than them. I think we're a little deeper than them. And uh, if we can get certain guys in foul trouble, especially some of the bigger guys, then uh, that, that was huge think, against Buffalo, getting them ball on fouled out of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, it's that, and then it's going to be that, and it's going to be basically, um, you know, I think the three point shots, uh, there are going to be some guys that we're going to have to worry about, you know, the, the, that, that's kind of what I, I mean, they got four guys that have made 11 plus three pointers. I was going to say, I don't know how many they're shooting, but the, the, or 10 the, plus three pointers. Sorry. I don't know how many they're making Joe, but, um, Trey Wirtz, 54%. Prentice is shooting 37%. Lazuski, yeah. I imagine he probably hasn't thrown on many, but he's hitting 52%. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> so they can hit him. Like I said, I don't know how many, how many they're chucking up, but at this point, with six games under your belt, it's got to be a few. And they, they're not doing terrible. So No, I'm 151 in six games. Okay, well, as a team, they're shooting 41%. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Okay. So, um, I mean, again, it's going to be our defense. It's going to be our defense. And um, if, if we can't settle for, for jumpers against this team, they play tough defense as well. So um should be a classic. Good old classic. I mean, the two thing. games last year were two of the best games all year besides us smoking UNC the last game of the season, which was the best game. But mm-hmm. those were two really good games. The one-point loss, oh, my gosh, it was right there, too. And then the, the two-point win, which was just an amazing game right. when you had the the John back and forth between Joe and Hub. And it's yeah. going to be – It's a, and bunch of looking yeah, at an a, old Big, Big East rival. I mean, you know, they yeah. joined the ACC together, and it's just contentious all the time. I mean, yeah. Well, so, I mean, they got they got five guys that average double-digit scoring uh, – and you got Prentice Hub, Dane Goodwin, and Cormac Ryan. They're three yards. They're averaging 37 minutes a game. Yeah. So, and uh, Nate Lazuski is averaging 34 minutes a game. So that kind of just tells you where they're at as far as their rotation and, and the people um, the people that are available for them. So, again, not deep, but they definitely have experience and um, they definitely have talent. Uh, so again, it's, it ought to be interesting. I just hope that we get some momentum from this, this, this last game, man. Well, I hope we get some momentum from this last game, but I really hope that they focus on defense and, in in realizing what to do on offense and when to do it. I feel, feel like the formula we talked about, what we saw during Buffalo just worked. And this is one that you just got to kind of survive. And yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah, well, and again, too, this is another one where it's just kind of a you look at all the fan feedback and we've seen what's going on and we remember the games from last year. I mean, remember you remember a couple of times Prentice Hub, Prentice Hub and Joe coming back, going back and forth, back and forth threes on threes. each other. Right. I mean, yeah. and uh this year, Joe's got to be careful <laughs> because if he gets in that game and he starts hucking stuff up and makes it a, a game like that, like or a oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna one up this guy. Like Bayham yeah. doesn't play that stuff. No, we got that's just that's a great great way to get your get seated for Kadari. Yeah, it's so, not a talent contest. So yeah, we don't need all that. No. I mean, yeah, it's entertaining. And it was it's, entertaining yeah, but, if you make them. Right. <laughs> you know. Right. But yeah. But still, I mean, that kind of takes away from the whole team aspect of it, right? And um, everything like that. So, okay, want to keep everyone. You got to keep everyone involved. You know, if you're a point guard, that's your job. That's all for us. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Thank you for the fan feedback and all that. We really appreciate it. Hmm. Thank you to Bet Online. Thank you to Manscaped. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace.